0: hi i got a tape i want to play just what do you think you're doing Dave? your move creep take me to the volcano so why don't you make like a tree
1: and get out of here come with me if you want to live this town needs an enema not just hit i need a it. yes that's a human ear all right. i got a bad feeling about this So it's come to this. Somehow, somehow we got here. (laughs) We always get to where we need to be. I like that, (laughs) you know. Uh, I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast. You know, when you
0: brought up Almost Heroes like two weeks ago, I hadn't thought about this movie in probably 25 years. Easy, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You bring it up and all I can think about for the next two weeks is like, gotta find some time to watch Almost Heroes sometime tonight.
1: <laughs> then a week later, it's like, oh, we're going to talk about Almost Heroes. Definitely. I know. Whenever someone asks me how we choose the movies we talk about, I'm always like, I don't know. <laughs> they just kind of come up. They a- just kind of form. Any attempt we ever so had at like, making a list always goes
0: like completely By the wayside, the list never works. We're doing, Uh, and it just has to come up, like almost heroes, which is a movie I think we all think about. In
1: 1998, we did. I was excited for this movie when it came out. I was so into it. Um, We are we are talking about yeah this movie because of Matthew Perry, but this was for me was like as a Chris Farley fan was like here we go. You know, man,
0: I love 1997, 98. I love 93. Man, 92 to 98. That was that was some good eats. It was. <laughs> right there, right? right? We really lugged out. I'm I'm a real puss for living through that era because I it made me so I can't live through any other era. I know. It was we
1: had it too good. I I literally cannot watch Saturday Night Live. Like can't do I it. can't watch it. It pains me to think can't of what it. it was when I was a kid. Man,
0: we were just we had and how it all. Good it was. We had it all in 1993.
1: Yeah, I was just sitting
0: home in summer vacation, playing Super Nintendo, swimming. It was the best. I had I, I had nothing to do. And then a new Chris Farley movie comes out. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> Every month we're getting these. They're so good. They were they were good. Uh, I this love one's, this one This too. one's almost good. Oh man, almost heroes is almost It's a pretty good bad, movie. right? I love when we set movie. out to be like, hey, <laughs> let's just do.
0: Farley's Waggons East, baby. Exactly. We want the one where he's the fattest, and he's been dead for a year. We want to do it, right? I saw Waggons East.
1: Oh, we definitely rented Waggons East. Yeah, of course. I know. We'll do Waggons East tonight. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we saw Almost Heroes in the theater. I know. After renting and and thinking Tommy Boy is the funniest movie that's ever existed, of course. uh, We had to go see them all, and I remember going to the theater to watch that Beverly Hills Ninja. Right. Oh, that was the wow. 97 one. Sure. And then, yeah. And then this one, it was like, all right, well, I know we died. <laughs> but this I wanted more, funny. man. I wanted more. <laughs> I still,
0: I, I was thirsty. You that can't was not get sad. enough. Uh, so just because of the age that we were during the era that this, I mean, this was all marketed directly mm-hmm. at us.
1: Yeah. 100%. I love,
0: let me tell you how much I love Matthew Perry. I was a Matthew Perry guy. Friends came on when I was like 12, 13. Chandler was my favorite.
1: Absolutely. Later, Schwimmer, of course. Everybody goes to Schwimmer.
0: I, Chandler, I was thinking
1: about that. Though. I think uh, for me, all the friends kind of are better upon reflection. Except yeah. Chandler was always the funniest. Yeah. Right he, from the get-go. Right.
0: He was so good. Man, that just, for 13-year-old me, I loved his sarcasm. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. a Chandler being guy. And it's weird because he's a guy that... I don't really think of now as you know, one of my Influence? comedy influences, right? I don't identify with Matthew Perry until I was thinking about it, you know, after he just after he just lost him. And it was like, man, but I love Chandler. It's a I a cornerstone. Was ex- I love Friends so much. That
1: Thursday night with Friends and Seinfeld, yeah. it's the stuff of dreams. Uh, it, it always, uh, I was just thinking about it today. I was like, I can't wrap my head around it. Friends being something that's as old as like the first Clinton administration. Yeah, man. Like 94. <laughs> In my head, it's always like much more like a 2000s show, but it's like, no, that thing was around. Friends for, feels for so a recent to me, but also I remember talking about
0: Friends with my friend Joel on the school bus. Sure. So yeah. if it was old enough where an old ass dude like me was talking about it on the bus, <laughs> this show's forever ago, right? And uh, man, one, so once I started thinking how much I loved. Bing Mm -hmm. how into Chandler I was I was excited for fools rush in
1: anymore into Chandler oh
0: god we're talking about Janice (laughs) I love I loved him and Janice I loved it all I was such a Chandler yeah Chandler is the funny guy in the group who says all the smarky things and dates the fucking hottest woman (laughs) in the fucking Bronx what a cool guy like I don't know what any of the friends do. Yeah, And I, I forget what he does. I just love it. it's like, oh, he hung, hangs out with this babe and he just like negs her all the time what and she doesn't any of give them a do. shit. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. There was it, there was like no like people of color. <laughs> <Exactly>.
1: <laughs> like, it was it's like simple time.
0: Yeah, right. It was crazy.
1: That was like within our lifetime. It I know. was the biggest thing. It's it's crazy <laughs> how when you think back and those guys were all just probably twenty. Dude, she twenty four. Twenty four.
0: In could you? Can you imagine?
1: And uh, not just being on like the most popular show and this, you know, acclaimed popular show, but they were on the magazine covers and they were dominating. If you, in the nineties, like if you, I don't think
0: you could possibly understand unless yeah. you were like fourteen or fifteen years old when Friends was
1: on. These people were like K-pop stars. You could not escape it. They were the biggest you things. Really
0: couldn't. Everything was Simpsons, talking. Friends. The Simpsons
1: did Jennifer Aniston hair bits, <laughs> like they were getting referenced. Their hairstyles were getting referenced.
0: There hadn't been anything referenced like this. It was like the new Simpsons. It was And that it was just everywhere. Now the soundtrack was selling. Oh, These that kids were playing in fountains, and America <laughs> loved it. Could not get enough. They loved it, right? Oh my goodness! And we loved Chandler. We did. We we fell in love with. Imagine America falling in love with you at twenty four years old and you already have like a bad drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I, was, I was telling like, I was telling Katie, my wife is the, like the biggest friends fan, used to watch it on repeat, you know, has all the DVDs, all that good stuff. And we were talking, I was like, Yeah, I can't believe all of them didn't just go straight into a how could you drug not? induced haze. Like, you're 25 years old. You're getting paid a million dollars You're on an the episode. Rolling Stone. Everyone is with just all lining up to suck your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah.
0: insane. Imagine looking <laughs> like Matt LeBlanc and then being the
1: biggest super. It's just like, holy. I know. <laughs> it's insane. How the rest of them seem like normal people now is beyond me. I mean, I know Jennifer Aniston's got dry eyes, but they all seem like they're doing okay. Man. (laughs) They were so
0: huge. I remember so many people talking about Chandler and Monica. Like, so many people. Ross and... Oh, yeah. Ross and Rachel was huge, man. It was huge. And... (laughs) And then Sham- what's great is
1: they all made kind of a spotty movie in the 90s. Dude, I loved it. I loved that every <laughs> one of them just went out and started doing dogs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just like We got gold here. Split them up and give them a <laughs> mediocre script. <laughs> you know how Chandler and Joey are so in lock whenever they hit the recliner and everyone loves it? separate it. put <laughs> put Joey with a monkey and put Chandler with Chris Farley put
0: that ensemble cast <laughs> in separate rooms and make them act like they don't act on friends yeah and guess what it didn't matter <laughs> people watched friends for like 9 more years after Joey did Ed he did a movie about a monkey who plays baseball <laughs>
1: And he could just show up to work the next day after that. He just like showed up for the fifth season was like, What would you guys do over the summer? (laughs) They were like, was that a real monkey? (laughs) (laughs) Bulletproof.
0: Imagine being twenty-four and rules don't apply to you. None of us would have handled that, man. Him living until 53, 54, this guy did Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which is a show that lasted almost 50 episodes. I Who know. Knew?
1: When knew? you had talk some about, good TV after, uh, in the last decade. I feel like he had some good projects. I mean, Matthew Perry is a TV guy. Of course. You think about this, when... When you uh, mentioned
0: Almost Heroes, and then I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, all those Matthew Perry movies I saw, like, Fools Rush In, and did he only do two movies? Like, this guy did not have a big film career, but he did. He cranked out hits. Yeah. He showed up every five years, knocks a little whole ten yards
1: Oh, the whole yeah. The whole those movies were huge. I hate those movies. Yeah, they're terrible. I really did not like the whole nine yard, ten yard stuff. No, it's awful. Fools Rush In is a good movie. Yeah, that was definitely one. I think our family had that on the VHS. That was in the collection. It's a good one to have on in the family collection. Yeah, that was. I remember you put that next really funny one. You know, and Selma Hayek's. Yeah, peak of her powers. You got Selma Hayek. You got no complaints. (laughs) Yeah, right. No complaints with Fools Rush In.
0: And mom, here's the thing. My mom hated kids like me who were, like, little shits. mm mm-hmm. love Loved Matthew Perry. Oh, yeah. That guy was nothing right. but a little shit to everybody. Can you imagine that mouth on, like, a 14-year-old? She would hate that kid.
1: The smirk on his face is yeah. uh, legendary. This guy should have gotten smacked so many times. Yeah. And he just,
0: he's one of those guys that we like, again, that were terrible for me. This is the worst time for (laughs) me to be seeing these guys just mouth off to everybody and people like him.
1: Like not just like, not just like not getting beaten, not (laughs) getting, he just pulls it off. Everyone talks about how the characters on seinfeld are like the worst people ever sure like i well, don't what what did the friends do that was so great You're right <laughs> awful people they just made fun of everybody they strung poor little gunther along like yeah you could be part of the group yeah
0: eating disorders and pill problems man the friends were real yeah incestuous I love, them. I
1: love them
0: seen every episode i love a movie like almost heroes because we don't get this anymore we do Only not live do in a society not. where you take two different funny guys who have never been funny together and don't have like matching comedy styles, but just they're two funny guys that people like, and you just throw them together mm-hmm. and make up a thing as you go along. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I love a movie that we don't this get is a anymore. Great concept though. where we get several stars and big names who are all like. Let's do the worst thing we've ever done. <laughs> and they do it. I love that. Yeah. We don't get to do enough of like, let's get a couple funny
1: guys together, hope the chemistry works, and just fucking do it. And like, if it fails, eh. Have you ever watched a comedy where you go like, man, this is... uh. How long has this been going on for? <laughs> and you look and it's been like 12 minutes. <laughs> let me let me tell you. <laughs> that's this movie. Let me tell you, yeah, like
0: <laughs> Almost Heroes is just one of those movies that's like just bad and but I like also have several real laughs at Almost really Heroes, right? So this is a great movie. I could probably watch this movie a lot if I'm just not paying attention to it because there's certain things that I will laugh at every time. And there's also just like let me tell you, the energy for the first 15 minutes of this movie, I think, is incredible. <laughs> I think the gags are funny. I think the looks are funny. I think Farley is funny. And I think Perry says some absolute hilarious stuff. Yeah, I it's... am into the vibes of
1: this. It's like Cabin Boy, that same, like, this isn't funny, but I also like these guys. Exactly. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, when I... Turned it on uh, to watch it. I had, you know, hadn't had seen it since seen it in the theater as a kid. Yeah, I and saw this
0: shit at Cottingtown Cinemas.
1: Definitely remember. Same month I saw Dirty Work. That same also f- oh, with yeah. Farley. Farley was everywhere still six months. After. And it was like, you, you knew it wasn't good as a kid. But this, it still was like, kind of made you laugh. But then you kind of felt bad. Because it's just like, but it's not good. So this <laughs> is not good. This is real. Again, because we're
0: right at this age. I'm old enough where this was like the first celebrity death that kind of felt like, like I was not Farley. quite old enough yeah. for like Kurt Cobain. I was 12. Right. I knew Same. Nirvana, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, and, but Farley was like, that was the first time I remember seeing like, this guy looks bad. Hmm. Not necessarily almost heroes, but he'd go on talk shows and he'd get super red. And it's just like, Phew. Farley's looking
1: tough. Yeah. When he would, yeah. When he would go on like Letterman and his hair's like slicked back. <laughs> and he's just, like, kind of melting out of his shirt suit. Dude, yeah. And suit. Super sweaty guy, right? And, uh, yeah, you just, like, you don't have to do the cartwheels, Chris. Like, we're, we believe you. You don't have to do the flips, man. Just take at, it easy. At the same
0: time, he's one of those guys who I heard these stories where, like, uh, <laughs> whatever hotel he's staying at or something, if there's some, like, big party or event going on there, he would just show up and be... Fucking Farley. Yeah. Like some four seasons he was staying at <laughs> filming a movie, you know. And there's a prom going mm-hmm. on in the ballroom. Farley cartwheels into the room. Kids are going nuts. <laughs> Can you imagine being at your prom and Farley just comes cartwheeling in? I mean, you're oh, saying you don't need Absolutely. to do the cartwheels, Farley. I don't think there'd be a greater moment of my life. You know, well, I would, for the kids, you do it. Absolutely. I would barely have to know a person before i would tell them that i was in a room that chris Mm -hmm. farley like cartwheeled into and then just did farley
1: (laughs) you imagine
0: you imagine how crazy that is that you can just go and you have your own specific to you comedy style that you can just show up at a prom and not be like like it'd be weird if howie mandel was at a prom doing his bits right like i don't know I don't, not everybody could pull off prom, <laughs> celebrity cool guy. You funny. have to
1: be at a certain level. Like it's like wholesome when Tom Hanks like walks in on a wedding or something, right? But yeah, but Danny Bonaducci can't can't do that. <laughs> right? There's <laughs> a Corey level Feldman. and a popularity <laughs> at stake. That. Like
0: Tom Cruise buying like you know a table, for, you know prom kids. He, Cruise could pull it off, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, Farley, amazing. Imagine Sandler showing up at your prom. Any of these guys be an impossible story right and yeah. farley's the kind of guy that just i don't know i bet you he definitely was shown up to frat houses oh i have to campuses imagine. and do this stuff like yeah had to be right but man we should do a podcast where we find like
1: pick an actor and do their like fattest movie <laughs> well almost heroes i think fits you think role. does i don't this know big farley this is big this the, is a big one one thing that's really noticeable is
0: you hear how like horsey was yeah, through this movie,
1: man, those vocal cords are shot. So many he's years. Scream, of, I mean, he's he screaming a lot, this entire yeah. movie. The, the one thing with this movie, especially, was like you're just going like they're just trying to recapture the gold of the Tommy Boy rants, of course, or, or the SNL kind of funny. And it's just like you could just see that they've just got Farley up on a boat, just like just go for. 20 minutes we'll get what we get like the best you know, <laughs> you know of kinda... you pretending to be mauled by a beaver you know just do that for 20 minutes and so this guy's just screaming yeah for months making this movie dude i a lot of critics at the time this was not a loved <laughs> movie oh, this no. is, and
0: this was not a successful movie i mean this was oh, a no. bomb right huge this was, bomb i, I killed talked his Talked about cabin boy earlier which i love it's not good i love cabin boy right
1: yeah, and uh... but then but again, Matt Perry just gets to walk back on the Friends set in 1999 and be like, "Yeah, can't believe Chris mm. Farley died, huh? Right? Bulletproof. They... <laughs> just... That movie was a bomb. Nobody criticized anybody at all for it. That was,
0: I guess that's why it was bulletproof. like, we can't. Like, nobody wants to badmouth. I. Uh, it's yeah. one thing if Farley's comedy wasn't your taste in '96. By '98, no critic was just like, let me tell you how much Farley stinks. Right. So it's like nobody's gonna. I think <laughs> I read even that. Then, I, 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 I read that basically.
1: It. Yeah, Siskel and Ebert were like, we're not gonna watch this movie. Yeah, like, we don't want to. What good talk... is this gonna serve? Right. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't want to make fun of a dead man. So by this movie, I was you know, seventeen
0: probably. So I was old enough, but like, this this was a celebrity that I was like, oh yeah, it felt like I had been watching him since I was, you mm-hmm. know, from age nine through seventeen, seeing every one of his movies in the theaters. Because there was only so many Farley movies, right? Most of his career is SNL. And, yeah, he's uh,
1: in what half a dozen? Yeah, that starring. and same
0: with Perry. Perry's in like eight movies. There was mm. one movie that sounds like the fakest thing. Tell me you've never heard of this movie, because Perry's in like eight movies. Right? He's been in TV for forty years, you know. But uh, it's called Seventeen Again. And it's a big kind of movie with him and Zac Efron that made a
1: hundred and forty million. Was he like the adult version of the of the Zac Efron character? Yeah, yeah. I never saw it, but bullshit. mm -hmm. That's a real movie.
0: Hundred and forty million in two thousand nine. What is it like a top seven movie of the year? That's pretty good. A Matthew Perry. No idea. He was
1: churning out that kind of work. Mm -hmm.
0: Loved it. Can't believe he's man. Farley was only thirty three. I know. Can you believe that?
1: It was very sad. I remember what? that also being a very like, because I remember being a kid and hearing like John Candy dying. Yeah. And being like, oh, man, that's sad. But yeah, Chris Farley and then Phil Hartman pretty
0: Hartman much at the tough. same
1: time. God, Hartman was It was tough. like, really? Yeah. Upsetting.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Farley, that was like watching this movie. It was like I was laughing at this movie when I was you know younger. But it was still like, this was the one that's like, I get this. If anybody does say it's like sad, I get it.
1: But yeah. I don't know. I don't. I fully, think that's what I mean too. Like I don't when fully we saw buy it.
0: into like the sad clown throwing himself into you know hurting himself. Like, yeah. I don't know. I love the jackass guys. That's all they do. Like they've broken their bodies.
1: I think that's yeah. When I was saying I how it. you felt kind of bad watching it, knowing it wasn't a great movie, it's because it's like and he's gone and he didn't and it's like he went out on kind of a stinker. Yeah. And kind of a couple stinkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I think this is better than Beverly Hills ninja I think
0: this has some real laughs in a couple yeah of, I think and it, a couple I, of my actual literal favorite Farley moments and I think Matthew Perry's got some good stuff too Perry gets a little exposed this movie's only 90 minutes mm-hmm. and it's tough because I think for the first third Perry is like dynamite I think his retorts are funny but then he got he's got that thing where Farley is nothing but reactions he's like Leslie Nielsen. Right, mm-hmm. he's not he's not only really causing all this chaos, but he also does a bunch of great like.
1: Ooh. He's
0: got the big fat neck roll, so when he like tucks his chin in, he's got he just makes great little faces the whole time, right? Yeah. Whereas Perry just kind of does the same like
1: eyebrow like hmm. Perry's doing a very affected kind of character too, I like got, he's not doing a Chandler so much. I love it. He's doing this kind of dandy nineteenth century. They're they're trying to beat Lewis and Clark to the Pacific, but they're you know idiots. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, he has this very like hmm, kind of <laughs> I acting think, that he's yeah, giving. Yeah, so he's it, he's, he's
0: is, playing a foppish kind
1: of yeah. a, a educated
0: man, right? Wanting to to best Lewis and Clark. By the way, did we know Meriwether Lewis? Did we know this? I don't think just, I've ever heard these dudes' first names. Oh yeah, Meriwether Lewis. There's nothing. I definitely wasn't taught <laughs> Meriwether Lewis. No, you just. I think Lewis my and textbooks Clark. just shortened. <laughs>
1: Just they Lewis were like and Hall
0: and Oates. <laughs> Nobody was pushing yeah. Merryweather.
1: This is the first I'm hearing of. I like Googled it. I'm Just like, huh? Wouldn't you know? So, so, so it is. Almost yeah. heroes did their work <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. I like the few times you see Lewis and Clark. They've got this big black dog, and I'm like, I bet that was. Really yeah, I bet that was really <laughs> on it's the. Just trip. like
0: that's a detail. They're like, we gotta gotta be legit, right? <laughs> I love how it starts with. I love. The movie begins with Harry Shearer narration. Is that And that you is? like never hear Harry Shearer's voice again. The movie has this Harry Shearer doing his Jebediah Springfield yeah. voice.
1: You know a movie's going to be good when there's like four different music cues in the opening credits. <laughs> they just like, sw- like, like an overture of just like some kind of like fiddle Celtic, you know, Irish music. Then like the big bombastic Western music and... Yeah. Just like different paintings It was that big sweeping Western motif of yeah. all these different thematic songs. But it's like we couldn't get through the credits without like four different songs like taking off.
0: There's the one thing holding us back, which is also kind of part of its charm, is how this is, this is apparently a $30 million movie. Yeah. And it does not show up at any part of this movie. And I kind of love that. I don't know what <laughs> happened here, and I don't know where it went but this is a cheap looking
1: movie at every stop. It feels like they did not have enough money to film most of the scenes <laughs> yeah. that would have made the jokes work. Like it feels like they're just yeah, they just kind of went like, "Ah, we didn't get a lot of good stuff here. We just put it together." But if this was like this had the like cheapness of a straight to video movie,
0: except I would have loved this so it's just one of those things where I can't just get can't look down my nose at this
1: thing. Mm-hmm. Somehow the cheapness really works for it, even though it's its biggest flaw. Well, they've got basically, like, you know, theater, you know, regional theater costumes. Yeah. Uh, got Guy Fontenot, <laughs> the wig that Eugene Levy is, like, wearing <laughs> with this big bandana. It looks like Pirates of Penzance from, you know...
0: This is such a disaster of a hair movie. I, you know how much we love, like, a good hair movie, right? And this movie is filled with Everybody just has their worst hair uh, ever. Farley's hair is crazy. Perry's hair is changes so often.
1: It does. And it's like they try to get it to get you know be high up and they just like gave up halfway <laughs> through. And Bokeem Woodbine has like the most boring hair
0: of his career. <laughs> he just has the little short and tight. It's like usually he's just like cool bald head guy or like more like yeah. he has a really cool like Mike Jones afro kind of thing but here he just has like Ben Affleck
1: Caesar hair. I'm glad that character was there to do. What nothing. is he Wood by doing nothing here? Was he whatsoever. Just written out of this movie? It's so weird. They have like four or five different guys on their expedition that they just don't do anything with. Nothing. They bring this old old guy hmm. on, and he just he, does, he doesn't it's do great. anything. So the, the it, if you can <laughs> critis- no jokes. if you can <laughs> if you can criticize
0: one thing <laughs> about Almost Famous is that. The script does just kind of stop in a lot of places. As I've noticed with every new character that gets introduced to us, they kind of get one good one off at the beginning, and then the movie kind of just has them around. Yeah. For the rest of the time they're with us. Like, so many, they have,
1: these are like not one note characters. There are like no notes. No, they're like, we're taking notes away from you (laughs) 10 minutes into your character being introduced. Guy Fontenot is like the French trapper. Who knows every language. Is that Eugene That's, Levy? Yeah, Eugene it Levy.
0: Fr- he's play, yeah, he's playing the French hunter-gatherer. <laughs> oh
1: man. And he's great. I don't but, think I even knew Eugene Levy in this. Uh... But like uh the the real joke they they have like two different jokes they can go with. Like the French guy who says he knows all the languages and doesn't. Yeah. And they do that once and it's like doesn't get a laugh. They're like, scrape it. <laughs> and then it's him having owning a Native American woman and saying, any man who lays eyes on her uh, you know, I'll kill him. It's a real, they, like, ego Montoya kind of... There's, like, one time that's funny. The, <laughs> the very first time when they go to look at him, he's like, uh-uh, no, That's oh, funny. And dude. then it's never funny again. Farley <laughs> and, and Barry both
0: doing the, like, eyeballs <laughs> towards, like, the woman, and Eugene Levy's eyes dart over, and them shooting back. See, the movie has so many of these perfectly executed gags and then you go through some harsh (laughs) gulps and it really puts you into this like you're traveling this rocky terrain across the pacific northwest and it's like yeah a lot of those days like the jokes were few and far between yeah farley and perry crossing this nation are gonna
1: have some off days and we got several of them yeah. Like on the film. And it turns out just like roughing it through wilderness. Not that funny.
0: <laughs> it's such a weird <laughs> idea.
1: And that's what I'm saying. We don't get just like come up with any idea to pair
0: these two different comedic forces awkwardly together. Never an established connection of any kind before. Mm-hmm. How weird would that? Like they don't they, you can't do that anymore. They're teaming up Jay Leno and Pat Morita. And putting it in a movie theater before. <laughs> we lived through that. I know somebody was just like Joe Gold Piscopo, era. Treat Williams, yeah, green light it, like it didn't have to make sense. You will have never met this
1: man before, and now you are a comedy duo. They they used to, I think, just cast people like who met at like a, a party. Like they're just like, oh, uh, we were at Roddy McDowell's house, and uh, Chris was there, and Matt <laughs> was there, and we decided to do a movie.
0: I mean, I love the era of Hollywood where somebody had a job where he's just like thinking of funny guys that he could pair. <laughs> Somebody's just got like a little like notepad
1: of just like funny, funny guys, mm-hmm. just funny boys. Well, because it's now just like it's Will Ferrell and John C. Riley doing a movie together. Yeah, like, that's it. Like people yeah, you... have kind of found their buddy. <laughs> right. And that's all. Everybody paired up. Yeah.
0: Everybody paired up. We were still got like singles back then. Or
1: or it's just like rotating through Kevin Hart co-stars. Yeah, man. Right. It's it's all Ryan Reynolds. Getting yeah. all the
0: shit that Matthew Perry should have been getting like half of. Mm-hmm. Reynolds just took that he had the two guys and a girl in a pizza place while Chandler was still being Chandler. And then he's just taking it and run. It's crazy. America was just like, we want Chandler so bad, we'll take this other Chandler as (laughs) much as you can fucking spoon feed us.
1: That's right. They wanted. so bad. I never really thought about Ryan Reynolds like that, but that's 100% what that is. She's like, what if Chandler was like a little buff? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a hunky hunky Chandler. Yeah. Like sexy Chandler. And they want it all. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They wanted this type so bad. Well, and then I I feel like uh, this movie is just like uh, cutting between scenes. Like they never actually have Farley and Matthew Perry like really doing stuff together. It's always like. They do get a lot of their own bits. It's like, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be Chris Farley like getting a tooth pulled while (laughs) Matthew Perry is like, you know, getting bullied by the conquistadors or something. It's like (laughs) they're always in different spots. And then one has to come in and kind of save the other one. Uh, I just, yeah, I I think I would have liked to seen them kind of just let let these guys go off a little bit. in in like Farley and Spade, you really want them to go like
0: full Farley and and
1: Perry. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe that, you know, you're never going to get that Tommy boy. Even Black Sheep's not really that good. (laughs) But there is something about... The great thing about Farley is like, I knew this movie was bad. I knew
0: watching this movie in the theater that this was like not great, right? That this could be better. Swear to God, 25 years later, there are two, three jokes from this movie that I, when I think of like funny Farley jokes, I think of this, which means whenever I think of these movies, I'm always just like, oh yeah, almost heroes. Mm-hmm. Like, I get, all I think about when I think of black sheep are like great gags and how Mud Honey shows up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do not remember any gags from Beverly Hills Ninja. So that's probably
1: I don't telling. either. But I remember every single scene of him in Dirty Work.
0: This guy was a legend,
1: but this this movie, I think, probably got sold just based on the eagle egg stealing scene. Fun, one of that's the funniest the scene, right?
0: things I've ever seen. Man, that's I laughed the, so that's hard. That's
1: the uh, iconic moment. I think that's the that's probably what they showed in the in the commercials too. No, just... I had
0: to I had to watch it because I was like, did they give away the eagle eggs? They give away. They show in the trailer the good amount of eagle. Yeah, you see him flying with the eagle. Uh huh. But the eagle attacks. I mean, as bad as I knew long stretches of this movie was when I was watching this flick, with my friend Anna, who loved a completely different joke than I did, Mm. cry laughing, and did not laugh at the eagle eggs. That was the one I was cry laughing the whole way through. I think that is... When I think of Farley, dude. I think of this fucking eagle's egg. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the Chip and Dale's audition is great. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's funny, man. But... This eagle egg is just all I want Farley doing. It is the same gag, repeated, several times. And he does the same joke, but slightly different and slightly funnier every single time. I was in tears today yeah. watching this. I have thought it's about this good. bit. And not just Farley's bit. I should have looked it up. But whoever was the broke-ass Foley technician that they hired, <laughs> this is my favorite dude It's not, I guess, a Farley joke, but the sound effect for
1: that eagle—just the same cue over and over again.
0: I love it. It's pretty good. And the same shot. Well, you
1: talk about it looking cheap. It's like it never looks cheaper than when Farley's at the top of the nest with like the obvious like curtain screen behind him. Perfect. And uh, it's like an SNL set. It really is like a total sketch, like the last sketch of the night kind of vibe, dude. And. uh, I bet Farley had this idea. He just looks off camera when the eagle shows up. I mean, this
0: has to be just like Farley had this idea like five years ago, and it didn't get through, and he's the one guy pushing for the eagle sketch, and it's just this iconic bit, right? (laughs) But the eagle sound effect and the same exact
1: stock footage eagle shot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the same shot of the eagle coming in is pretty funny, pretty good.
0: The fourth time we see that eagle like,
1: taking that hard swoop in—that's the best. The the ending where he has to scale down the hill and then he comes across <laughs> another eagle's nest. Absolute best payoff in in maybe Farley's career. Like the payoff of that at the end with the eagle showing up is. I think this movie's got a great ending. Good beginning, great ending. Too. With.
0: When I knew this movie was like getting slow sometime in the middle, I was so excited for this the payoff to this eagle bit is so funny. I was excited the whole ninety minutes just waiting for this bit. Yeah. I love it so much. When the fight between <laughs> him and the eagle keeps escalating, by the second time he's just like throwing short <laughs> right hands like at the eagle just while like screaming at this eagle. The moment I think it's just um this you remember in uh the french film la (laughs) jeté sure which is entirely you know made up of still photographs Mm. and you get that scene where the woman blinks and it just hits you in this way that you wouldn't have expected yourself to be lulled into right it's this real powerful cinematic moment and the whole time farley's like Punching this like eagle puppet in the face, right? <laughs> and he's just screaming at this bird and it's the funniest thing, right? Farley's one of those guys who's so funny. You know you're like funny, it's like Bugs Bunny funny level, where you can like make funny jokes out of words that aren't. Where you're just like Sandler making noises. Yeah. You have your own noises that you make and Farley's just making his like like <laughs> just throaty yelling, screaming and punch this thing. I tell you, man, I fell out of my chair when that eagle blinked and like moved its <laughs> beak just like oh no oh, it's, it's like on it now. was like a, it was like a jump scare once i realized it was like they're like we need to spend the money on the animatronic eagle like they couldn't just have
1: Farley wrestling a puppet they're like we're going to make this thing like move and that's where the budget went farley destroyed <laughs> a half a dozen Dude, expensive animatronic the eagles between <laughs> that these must have two, been
0: he's like doing the three stooges like <laughs> speed bag yeah. routine to this eagle but he's never ever winning the so fight funny. he's always getting dominated but like, still just like swinging wildly
1: i just love him up there just like dude grabbing t- at the eggs all right
0: all right eagle where you at where him where you fi- at? <laughs> doing the head fakes on the eagle <laughs> That is, I mean, the, everything about this scene is what I think of, what I think of Farley. Him doing like, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, on. Like re- doing the fake region. It's the funniest bit. I can't, like, that's why looking back, I have nothing but fond memories of almost heroes. Knowing it's not good. Knowing it's like a bomb that we can't like, you know, yeah. nobody wanted to be the mean guy too. And like, there's a lot to appreciate here. I, knowing what we know now. I think like a one-star 98 movie really plays like a three-star kind of Mm -hmm. picture in 2023. What I would be doing to be going to a budget cinema to watch almost Heroes tomorrow night. Like, There's no other. You don't get that experience right now. I can go see the new Scorsese (laughs) or like the new Exorcist. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're going to be fun. Well, uh, flower's moon wasn't that fun, I'll be honest. <laughs> Real anti-fun vibes right. in Killers of the Flower Moon. Going for not fun. Yeah. And uh, you know what's insane in this movie? I don't know why I didn't realize this. Probably he's like 5'7". Mm. What a little Tasmanian devil. He is. Picture that guy 5'7". Picture Farley <laughs> walking to this house and he's three inches shorter than me. Just a, he's just a short just little cart, guy cartwheeling a tiny
1: in. Tiny little cartwheeler I always thought
0: in. this was like a 6'1", just fat guy, right? Former lineman. No, yeah. this guy couldn't make play past high school. 5'7"? Because there was, right from the beginning, I was like, is Matthew Perry 6'4"? Because I could see guy. Matthew Perry as one of those bloom type, like, oh, or like Cusack. Yeah, when you realize Cusack's like, oh shit, Cusack's like six five, right? Mm-hmm. Tim Robbins, when you realize like a kind of normal guy is actually a big, tall, weird guy. Matthew Perry's like six feet. Farley's just super short. Farley's my dad's size.
1: <laughs>
0: Same belly shape too. Uh huh. That big fat guy with a he. Had, my dad had really had the like Matt Foley like dress shirt tucked in over like good fat guy belly oh, yeah. body t- tucked into like khakis. But I Farley kind of look. Yeah, so, man, Perry looks like 6'4 in this movie. Perry has so many funny lines in the first 20 minutes of this movie. And when I say the script runs out, it made me love these guys more by the end because for the final 70 minutes, it really feels like they're just, like, fighting for this. Mm -hmm. They're fighting for these jokes. Is this the only unsuccessful Christopher Guest feature? I, I...
1: I had no memory of... None. Uh, that was... Uh, this would what, have been watch, the first it, Christopher Guest yeah. project that watching I saw. Watching it this week, it was like... Yeah, it comes up. Oh, Eugene Levy's in this? Oh, that's cool. Oh, I know some of these names. Yeah. And then it's like, directed by <laughs> What? This, this doesn't is the, make any sense This is at the all. only
0: like narrative movie
1: he's done in, since. It's just so... This was m- it. Not like a Christopher Guest thing. It must have just been like, yeah, he... A studio Making probably a movie. hired yeah. Christopher Guest to and direct it was, this movie. And then it was very bad. And then he, you know, had to I'm ass- his own direction. I'm assuming
0: Christopher Guest was paid like probably two and a half to three million dollars to direct right. this movie. And you're going to take that gig because then you're going to do Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show. Mm-hmm. That's a Cassavetes movie. Cassavetes would have
1: done Wagons East. I know. I guess John I Houston would have up... fucking directed this movie. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm like, what other... Terrible movies did Christopher Guest direct that no, no one I think knows this was about. it man this was this like was after it. this it was all his was own all his like stuff. his style movie
0: mm-hmm. how great he directed like Farley doing a Chris Farley does Chris Farley movie and then he's just like I'm just gonna make me doing me movies now.
1: No, no more of this. How do you how do you lose like twenty million for a studio and then they go like, well, you should make your own quirky little uh, your voice needs to be heard comedy. Yeah, I mean, About Chris dogs.
0: Elliott's gotten to do a lot of projects in his life, but his movie career <laughs> wasn't quite the same after Cabin Boy. No, right, he got to do Cabin Boy, and it was his choice, and I love that he made that choice. I oh. love that that was the
1: one where he's like. If I'm going out, I'm doing this. It must have just been, yeah, with, with Farley's death and, and with Matthew Perry just being untouchable. Yeah. No one, they were like, yeah, no one saw it, but uh, we're just going to move on. Pretend like it didn't happen. Right. I, this is kind of one of those movies where it's like, it feels like we all just kind of pretended this this wasn't a thing. Like, we all just moved on with our lives. This quickly. movie should just only be
0: celebrated for this bald eagle scene. Mm-hmm. It's anything that...
1: Everything that anyone could ever want from a comedy scene. Yeah, that should be in one of those like AFI's top <laughs> funniest was. moments or something, right? You know? And that just opens on Farley getting eagle attack. It's not just like the best outfielders that make the gold
0: glove plays. Like every mm-hmm. clank mitt is going to make, Jock Peterson's going to make a fucking stumble bum dive and catch. We're just like, Jock! <laughs> Jock did like a somersault. It was the best. That's going to make the highlight reel. Right. Funny is funny. Doesn't matter if it's coming in the Philadelphia experiment, (laughs) Philadelphia story, (laughs) not not, not the one with Michael Faran. The you know,
1: whether it's Oppenheimer or the Barbie movie, funny's funny. Laughs
0: is laughs, man. (laughs) And Farley on like a fucking cardboard bald eagle set punching a puppet that suddenly is like a bald eagle. Just like that's Fellini right there. Like this is. This is punk rock to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is dude, These guys were going out, blowing all the money, and just doing the dumbest bits. Yeah, that's that's the raddest. Just
1: rolling around in the dirt. I mean, certain point.
0: You know, say what you will about the Love Guru, but Mm -hmm. man, I don't care if Wayne's World movies were hugely successful. But if those movies made five million dollars, they'd be the funniest movies in the world still. Wayne's World's funny. Sorry, Austin Powers is the funniest still. Mm. Austin Powers is. Fun. I might have it's to go his World. We're tw- no, I mean, I'm I'm saying people oh, want to yeah, bag yeah, yeah. on Austin Powers now. No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. it's great.
1: Oh, when you we saw love... that, whichever sequel it is, where it opens with the Tom Cruise as Austin Powers. Yeah, we went and saw that opening night. People were fucking pounding the seats. They yeah. were laughing so hard. That's what I think
0: about, man. Yeah. Now that I'm now that I'm an old man, when you think back to like what what you really love about movies. It's like being there in the theater when we, when we saw signs. Mm-hmm. That room. Figure that room, right, at Rohnert Park. The just-closed Rohnert Park Cinema. What a drag. No. Man, sold out showing us signs, like, Friday night, there on a date. Man, when that little claw came under the door, when the alien showed up at the birthday party, people lost their minds. <laughs> it was great. When Bambino's children. Yeah. People were going crazy, right? That whole theater jumped when you felt that theater move in unison. Incredible. There's nothing like it. And Said, when, Tom when that Croo- eagle when comes Tom down Croo- on Chris Farley, dude, when that eagle swooped in, the I'm...
1: theater just erupts.
0: <laughs> it's one of those moments that I get so lost in. What was that M. Night Shyamal movie with, with like, oh, was it old? Yeah. Go yeah. back and listen to our old podcast, man. As much as that, I hated that movie, right? I, when I think of it now, even just like a few years removed, I think of just how hard I laughed during that montage when it showed all the mysterious like cliffs, (laughs) like overlaced with all the characters' faces, just kind of like thinking about the cliffs. Yeah. I lost it. And I go into this like trance where I just keep, I'm like laughing and like not breathing for three minutes. And I have no idea if anybody else is laughing and him stealing those eggs. I was so lost and (laughs) (laughs) dialed. Buckled over with laughter. I have no idea what the rest of that theater was doing. I don't remember it being that packed. <laughs> it was a pretty empty show at the Connictown yeah. cinemas. Yeah. <laughs> those 90- When I saw Dirty Work, there was two other people in there. And they left. Midway through. <laughs> oh. It was a couple that had an argument and they walked out the, the the aisles on either side. Oh, nice. Then it was just me and my That's buddy. what Norm yeah. MacDonald
1: does to people. That's it. <laughs> so I, Farley and Perry, we bring people together. I was seeing those movies. Yeah, I would see him now.
0: Bring Matthew Perry we back. Did. <laughs> we did, right? We watched Almost Heroes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch Seventeen again. It's great.
1: It's on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no idea. I'll watch that Fools Rush In again. I need to. I need to I'll revisit that, that, one. One. that one. That's a good one. Yeah, you got Salma Hayek. This one, some of the some of the Matthew Perry lines
0: been on Farley for a while. Yeah, Matthew Perry man. <laughs> like I said when they just run out of reactions for him. Either it's him just like, all right, I got some, Chandler had a lot of funny. Could I be any? But it's like, if if you're pumping out like a dozen of those, like, so I don't know if it's just got harder to write good lines for him, but man, two minutes in when he tells Bokeem Woodmine to go faster in their carriage (laughs) and says like, you know, maybe make as much haste as possible while maintaining a tolerable level of comfort. Like (laughs) perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Sticks the landing on so many of these. When Eugene Levy clarifies that this absolute babe is not his wife, she he paid for her. And Perry just goes like, just the way he says he notes that distinction it is just like, man, when his timing yeah. is on, when his quips are on, like, this character kind of should have been perfect for him. Him as like the flouncy, like, rich boy is kind of the natural extension of the the Chandler character, yeah.
1: right? And the few times they do, him and Farley do get to interact, like the thing that, something that he did that made me really laugh is like very, not even the focus, but when he's trying to teach Chris Farley how to read <laughs> and he's showing him the uppercase A, right? And they're having that whole back and forth where Chris Farley's clearly got ADHD, you know, just staring at something The way else. Chris Farley keeps he's talking like,
0: about how he can't pay attention to things as he just this breathless way that he, but it's the and way Perry's he, just
1: like trying to be like, mm hmm, mm hmm. And then when Farley finally loses it, you see Perry like quickly erasing the chalkboard. <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. No, no reading. But when yeah. Farley's moving through this kind of like pleasurable
0: orgasm into like confused, like ape rage, just but he, the way he starts <laughs> that scene with his hair just kind of slicked over. I love Farley's the guy that you'll just like, pull his hair with his hands it's yeah. just when you know when you see it all like slicked down like a little fancy lad you know it's like oh man that hair's getting tugged yeah there's gonna be a, a scrambled mess by the <laughs> end of this gonna and i'm gonna love you know it that's not gonna last when he is at the the fancy gala supporting their journey west early on in the movie mm-hmm. when it was still really humming those first <laughs> right. sweet 15 minutes of this right Tell you when I was watching this on Tubi, that first through the first commercial break, I was just like, This is this is buzzing. This is good. Well, I had this that is, same thing, this it was is like, kicking. I was ass. like, These jokes are landing, <laughs> like, this is all good.
1: <laughs>
0: that first 18 before the commercial, it was just like, I am into this. Yeah, like, I was making my own jokes because I saw it was like written by Tom Wolf. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. How's a guy allowed to bill himself as Tom Wolf? Either this is the guy either they use the bonfire, the vanities guy, to be like, yeah, can you punch up almost heroes? Which with Maybe Christopher
1: Guest on this You never know. I'm not looking it up. I like to think that there was a very different, like, Christopher Guest kind of movie in the in here somewhere that just got just axed ripped up. to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: bet what I mean. I don't know this to be sure, but I bet if there was more people in other scenes, I bet this really got turned into like a Farley movie. Right. That is one thing that hurts. Matthew Perry is funny, but it always feels like a Farley movie. Absolutely. Even when Perry's got a bunch of his own scenes, a bunch of his own relationships, his own storylines, like Farley's the guy just like doing it. But like, they're always cutting back to Farley yeah. doing something. It is always everybody thinking about <laughs> what yeah. Farley's up to, right? And uh, Perry's got that Benny Safty haircut. He does,
1: yeah, <laughs> still popular.
0: But man, when Farley is just riffing on the boat, talking to, like about animals that he's seen, <laughs> he's talking to, like he's never seen an animal. And when he drops the line about bat, like I've seen badgers with paws the size of frying pans, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, I'm so in. I am so in. Again, that was that first tight eighteen. That tight 18 of Almost Heroes. (laughs) Of Tom Wolfe, the author of The Right Stuffs. Yeah. Almost Heroes. Yeah. It's great, man. You get like Fitzcarraldo jokes. Why are you putting Fitzcarraldo jokes? Portaging their boat. (laughs) I love that the woman was in it too. She's lugging it in there too. Just Oh, man. It's great the joke that my friend anna was in tears oh i got to hear
1: this yeah i want to know
0: you know what i smiled now it's so it's so dumb there's so many non jokes in this movie there's so many non punch lines to jokes that rely heavily on farley going like <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know doing like a i don't i don't know what the that's the great the great the or great... or relying on matthew perry being like well then <laughs> Which, Time to go. which sometimes it like goes so long without working, and then there's a
0: certain reaction where you're just like, ah, it works again. Yeah, Farley's almost always work. The funniest thing Farley can do is when a scene is just not funny. If Farley just kind of reacts like a serious, kind of reasoned, thought, logical guy, when Farley suddenly the guy kind of hitching his belt and going like, well, I don't know what we should. <laughs> like it saves any bit when he's just like when he's suddenly the voice of reason. When all he's done is just like pound booze and just like, I love Farley voice and reason bits. Yeah. And you can tell like, man, they just keep ping ponging back and forth between them. And it kind of sustains it. I don't know. The stock footage eagle attack bit at the very end, at the climax of this movie, is such a perfectly done bit. You can watch Joe Dirt all you want on 2003 Oof. Comedy Central. It does not have any jokes that land like this eagle payoff joke. Man, that was a bad movie too. <laughs> that movie's on cable a lot. It is. This movie had no ca- I never remember seeing almost heroes getting like a cable run. Dirty work got a cable run. Definitely. Almost heroes, people just, just agreed to just stop talking about it. Well, there's
1: also like it's it's kind of spooky, right? Like the way that Candy dies after doing a western comedy and then Chris <laughs> right. Farley died Like, four or five years later. We were not getting a ton of Western comedies. Yeah.
0: Who died in City Slickers? Oh, Jack Palance dies. (laughs) Midway through, and they're like,
1: we're bringing his name back. Yeah. We're doing it for Palance. Right. We had that. But, yeah, and then there was something about how, like, uh, they were both going to play this one other role that, like, John Belushi was going to play. Like, so there's this curse. Oh, man. That's kind of hanging over all of this to me. Anyways, when I th- when I think of Almost Heroes, it's like feeling like almost like a cursed movie.
0: Oh, I mean, it's you can say it's a cursed movie, but it is crazy that of Hollywood people like the only other person you could add to this mix to make this like potentially more toxic is like we're also putting Robert Downey Jr. in it <laughs> and Tom Sizemore. It's like, dude, 1998, Matthew Perry, and or 97, 96, my other son, Perry and Farley, they were heavy substance abusers, right? Yeah. Like known guys that were just showing up constantly messed up to sets and still charming everyone. Like they were walking a very tight rope, right? When you voluntarily put two of them in a movie. <laughs> Maybe fact, that's why they don't do it anymore. Right? Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they do this thing where they take two serious addicts and just throw them out on a boat with no script and throw like all the money at it with no chance of recouping it. Yeah. I'm glad they did. Honestly, like man, knowing like when I when it went to an, an after that first 18 minutes and I was on a high <laughs> watching this, right? By the time the forty-two minute commercial break went up, my reaction was like forty-two. I know exactly. That's what I.
1: <laughs> there was yeah. There's a few times where you're watching something going like, how has it only been ten minutes? Like we are not since the, the last time we I are checked. Not, this have
0: not crested this mountain yet. Yeah, impossible. And then they just all I think about is them. The very ending. This ends high.
1: I like the ending a lot. Matthew Perry gets a kind of cool hero ending too like he gets to uh we haven't even talked about kevin dunn as the conquistador
0: kevin dunn shows up literally
1: halfway through this movie as the conquistador he's amazing the conquistador stuff is really funny yeah. to me <laughs> i think he's really funny Dude, and we get, uh, we
0: get an old man indians
1: fighting conquistador the, like, the old man indian fighting is so funny see, like that's an, a good bit it's
0: impossible for the movie it's dracula dead but loving that's it is such a like dracula dead loving like it's like a bad movie thing. right but has bits that floor me. Him having the daymare kills yeah, me. The daymare bit kills me. Him, Mel Brooks doing the blood and scene. <laughs> it is no different than Farley doing the like egg stuff. Him popping out from behind the wall.
1: And so all I think about when I think is movies is just those parts, right? Yeah. I've forgotten about the old, the old Native American There's a dozen guys parts that bit. make
0: me laugh hard in Almost Heroes. A movie I don't think of as being like one of his best and then it's like 12 different bits yeah that's a smash hit oh
1: this is not it's not good but like it's it's great it's not good but it gave me what I wanted oh man it really my, did my friend Anna oh yeah she yeah. was in tears the straw horse oh my god I was gonna <laughs> guess the straw horse she loved it I was gonna guess she that. was
0: dying I've never heard her laugh like that hard at anything. And the second that dude introduced the straw women. And watch, oh, so I was about like, I loved in the moment that like we're having our own gag. Like this movie is making each of us cry laugh separately. That's funny. She was laughing so hard when that guy, there are a couple of really funny parts to this incredibly weird, unfunny, but like kind of black humor. <laughs> weird joke what are the weirder things like probably the weirdest thing in the movie right real surreal
1: the straw horse yeah yeah
0: horse yeah not horse and uh one of the funny bits of it is when one of the guys up front kind of removes his hat like a gentleman kind of rolling in his hands and sh- getting his shoulders loosened up and i forget if it's Eugene Levier, who, somebody asks, says, do you have any real women? And the way the guy goes, now, these women may be whores, but... <laughs> <laughs> if that line was in Blazing Saddles, that would be one of the classic lines in yeah. Blazing Saddles.
1: Nobody's remembering the straw prostitute, <laughs> the straw women brothel. It's also, now that I think about it, it is strange that when I say that there was all these characters who had no bits, there was these three guys that are probably in the movie more than Chris Farley and Matthew Perry. It's Higgins, Bidwell, yeah. and the old guy Bidwell Pratt. Bidwell gets so much work. These guys are constantly being featured.
0: It is crazy that they are featured in, as if they have their own. So Farley it's gets like, featured. Are we supposed
1: to know these guys? <laughs> I
0: know. It's just some <laughs> hot trio. Uh, Farley is doing like Farley the whole time. Every time he's on, it's him just like, good lord. Yep. And doing Farley. And then Matthew Perry's kind of doing more of like a Kevin McDonald character from Kids in the Hall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then there's these three guys, which probably get like a combined 20 minutes of airtime. They get a lot of jokes, Who are too? they? They get long monologues. Like Richard Pryor showed up on stage and you're just like, let him talk. He just We didn't know he was coming. Higgins shows up and they're like, Give them a tight four. And it's like, Higgins doesn't have four. <laughs> Higgins doesn't have the material. Well, Were they, they so short? They're just like, look, does anybody have anything they can do? Exactly. We'll put it up there. <laughs> I'd love to, I'd, I'd read a book about this movie. I want to get to the, I want to <laughs> Something's hear, oh, up, right? This is the one Something I want. up. I, I want to know thing. more. I can't picture Christopher Guest just directing this movie. It makes as much sense to me as if I found out Wes Anderson directed this movie. Hundred percent. It is so weird to have his name on this. I can't picture him out there in the woods, out like on the on the Missouri. I can't picture it.
1: Yeah, I had that same feeling too. It's just like it's so strange because I saw that it was filmed like a lot in Northern California and stuff. Sure, yeah. So strange to think of like Matthew Perry and Chris Farley in '96, just like out at a state park somewhere, like Big Bear, running around. Yeah, we don't get that anymore. And uh, yeah, and then it's like these guys, yeah, Bidwell and and Pratt, uh, especially was just like, who are these guys? Who are these
0: guys? They got so many of their own long bits.
1: They seem like they maybe they were like a writing team on SNL (laughs) or something. They're giving them a bone. I don't know.
0: The famous writing duo of Bidwell and
1: Higgins. It's, yeah. It's we're like, writing our characters into the they movie. They were like the 90s version of, uh, what's the three guys, Don't Destroy This Tape or whatever. <laughs> sure. We do it now. They're just
0: putting putting them in the movie. Yeah.
1: Is it like Far... Is it like the... Like, steve-o's like look we can only do
0: things to our dicks now we got to get some younger guys <laughs> exactly. that got some bumps left in them exactly they're like we got farley's just like i can't take all the bumps yeah anymore. he's like i, I can't I'm get attacked
1: out. by an eagle and a bear someone else has to get attacked yeah, by someone's the bear. getting
0: dragged by the bear all fall down the branches and down the like i i don't know man him hitting the side of that cliff with it's like walking stick and just
1: eating shit <laughs> i laughed at it in black sheep I at know, it. <laughs> like I'd keep. It really was. At it was. It was like, what can he fall off of or down?
0: Yeah, him down a slope when he dropped, He really popularized, at least amongst like the the schoolyard. Mm-hmm. This is a great like swear for kids, like better than anything that Bart Simpson could do. The son of a mm. with no finish. Farley falling down a hill and dropping a son of a. <laughs> Like, Homer wasn't saying son of me. They came up with his own slur, right? Like, Barley made... That was like a playground-appropriate swear. He broke the code on son of a bitch. Just cracked it for all yeah. the kids, right? Absolute hero. Not almost hero. A real hero. He's a legend. Both of these guys, a couple right? couple legends. Matthew Perry worked constantly in television for 40 years. Overcame serious addiction. People are going to be surprised when Downey goes within like two years. I probably have been saying that for podcasts on four years now. (laughs) It'll be like 13 years from now and it'll happen. I'm like, I've been saying. But Perry, it's just one of those things. It sucks, right? I watch wrestling. You know? I like deathmatch wrestling. It's like, well, these guys are getting paid 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. Their knees are going to be shot. Like, I watch this stuff. I support it, right? I love it. But Perry, man. You couldn't call that guy anything, but... Huge success. Think back to how much you loved Chandler. You were a teenager. That guy exactly. did nothing but work for forty years. Came up, did a couple of terrible whole nine yards movies. Somehow a smash success. had yeah, those back. paid. Those faded paid. back. Guy probably had theater runs. Seems like one of those guys that would do local theater.
1: I mean, he could do whatever he wanted. They were they were making twenty million a year just on residuals like oh, this year. Friends,
0: friends making a million an ep while it was on. They're make, they're raking it in to this day. Yeah.
1: They're all rich. It's insane.
0: I am kind of glad we never got of all the guys I always talk about how we never got like good drama role John Ritter. Mhm. Like he would have been on one of these AMC shows and he would have been good. Like I'm kind of glad we never got serious Farley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> i am right. hap- I'm super happy with a lot of serious Sandler, right? Serious Sandler's got some uncut gems and like we got it. It right? would be bizarre if but Farley don't, tried to don't do anything serious. I not want serious Farley. Yeah. No. I, I'll watch any comedic failure from Farley, but I don't want, I wouldn't want him to make like something like the shoe cobbler. <laughs> just like, ah, oh, shit. This is,
1: this sucks. Right. As Geppetto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, man, he's
0: just not doing any like, well, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> ah, well, I don't need it. And man, but, These two guys both meant so much for me. Like just growing up and when I think of what I thought was funny. Yeah. During the years where just like it seemed like the best for comedy. The perfect years of comedy for a dumbass like me to grow up in, right? Just the Simpsons and Farley Sandler and Matthew Perry. Mm Mm-hmm. We should do Fools Rush In. Let's do 17 Probably gonna.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Probably gonna. It came to this. It did come to this.
0: Check out Farley. Go back and remember how much you dug Matthew Perry. Yeah, how into this guy you are, right?
1: Yeah, this thing saw uh, I saw it on the Tubi. It's mm-hmm. it's easily accessible.
0: It's not an And album. if you haven't
1: watched it in in 25 years, it's uh, you know, give
0: a, it a huge go. value last thing is just the fact that like these aren't established bits. Mm. Somehow that eagle bit is not an established bit. Somehow everybody I, online doesn't know these bits. Mm. It's like seeing fresh like it's 90 minutes of fresh like Chris
1: Farley sketches. That's you've true. You've never seen before. You haven't seen these memed to death. or Yeah, that, right?
0: right? You don't yeah. see these references. This isn't Matt Foley. This isn't any of the SNL stuff. This is just like new Farley jokes. It's like un- un- unheard Sandler bits from the 90s. Suddenly, just a CD's worth of Sandler doing characters you've never heard. Right. <laughs> it's gonna probably a lot of bad stuff in there, but you know there'll be some <laughs> absolute home runs, right? It's impossible. These guys were all untouchable. They're the best.
1: I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening and good night.